Welcome to the Your Story Matters podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mason City Schools, where we celebrate and learn from our community stories. We're so glad you've joined us today. This is Tracy Carson, Mason City Schools Public Information Officer, and I'm here with Mason High School English teacher, Kurt Bly, who's also our varsity baseball coach, and the lucky guy who's married to Mason Early Childhood Center Principal, Melissa Bly. Kurt, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I appreciate it. And that's, that was the best part of the introduction was that last, that last bit you did. <laughs> well, we are so grateful to you both. Um, but I know for you, particularly last week, we received the official news that school buildings are going to be closed for the rest of the school year and that spring sports seasons. Um, the OHSAA also said that those were going to be canceled. I know that that news has hit a lot of folks in our community hard, but I know it's particularly got to be hard for you and your kids who, you know, who, you know, and I think about your athletes, some of those guys have waited their whole lives for this season. So talk a little bit about how you're, how you all are doing. Well, yeah, obviously it's, um, it's a bit of a, a blow that no one expected. I mean, when you talk about, all the ways your your season can go, um, not having one is has never entered the equation. So, um, you, you know, it's been tough. I think that our guys have, I mean, we got tough-minded uh, young men anyway. So through the process, uh, as delays were happening, um, you know, and different stay-at-home orders, you know, as those dates adjusted, you know, we just, through our, you know, our Google meets and, and the interactions that our coaches were continuing to have uh, with our players. We tried to maintain um, a positive attitude. We tried to focus on um, the belief that we were going to get back out there. Um, and we talked a lot about the differences between what we think and what we know and um, not grieving something um, until that was absolutely necessary. So in some ways I think for coaches and for players, taking that mentality may have made last week harder um, as opposed to getting used to the idea. Um, but, you know, I really feel mostly for, for our 17 seniors. Uh, it was the most seniors we've ever had on a team uh, this year uh, in the history of the program. So um, not allowing or not, you know, our seniors not being able to go out there together um, to compete one last time is, is certainly, I think, something everybody's getting used to. Yeah, I think it. There, there are so many moments of grief in all of this. One of the things that I particularly just admire so much about you, particularly, and I know um, your players do and their families do, a little bit might be that it draws on your uh, English teacher heart, is that you often... In, in a regular season, you all are doing book studies together. You're reading and talking and thinking. And I have to think some of that um, it is helping as we process through. What are some of the things that you guys are, are, are reading or, or talking about that might be helpful even for all of us to think through? Um, well, you know, I don't know if if I have anything of, of real value for everybody, but you know, with our, with our guys, um, we spend a lot of time in our, um, preseason off season preparations. Um, you know, we try to, we try to train the mental as much as the physical, 
And this year we really, instead of doing a book study, um, we actually um, poured into our own cultural blueprint, our program's cultural blueprint, and really tried to uh, dig deeply into that and understand, you know, what our beliefs are um, and how our actions should align with those beliefs and then what the outcomes are. Um, so I'm not going to bore you with all those details, but one of the things that we're really focused on um, within that blueprint is the, the concept of uh, one of our actions is to be on time. And, you know, on one level that looks like, you know, show up when you're supposed to show up and every, you know, every team tells their players, coaches be there on time, but we kind of dug into what it means to be on time for, for teammates more figuratively, like recognizing when they need you um, and being in that place on time, you know, and it's not just about showing up for practice, but uh, seeing a kid or a teammate struggling or as a coach, recognizing that in a player and, and trying to be on time um, when we need each other most. And, you know, throughout the process of the winter, when we had our, our culture talks, you know, I remember that being one of our, I think, richest conversations. Uh, and now when you look at what the, the group's going through, um, you know, I, I know that they're doing that for each other. I know that they've stayed close. Um, and even through the process of waiting for a decision, um, you know, I have a lot of examples of, of guys doing things for each other or connecting with each other. Um, you know, I received an email from a freshman parent uh, just wanting to, to let me know about one of our seniors reaching out um, to their to their son just to check on him. Right. And that's something that they did that that young man did on his own. So uh, those things, you know. I think prepared us for something we didn't even know we were preparing for. Gosh, I, I love that. As a district, obviously, we've been spending a lot of time talking about culture. And it is one thing when you talk about it, but the act you're you're right in our we have our beliefs, but our behaviors show that and showing up for each other uh, and and right on time is a part of our comic culture. So I love that you all have been putting that into action. And it is a good reminder because we're not all going to be all okay all the time. And sometimes that, that, that simple text just to, you know, or the, the, the quick FaceTime reach out just to say, Hey, how are you doing? I care about you. I'm thinking of you can mean a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know too, obviously for teachers who, You've been teaching in Mason for 22 years, but in, in a way, even our experienced teachers like you can kind of feel like first year teachers when we are doing remote learning and all of the preparation and, and, and things that need to go into that. How's that been? Um, well, you know, first of all, I think, um, you know, I have a lot of friends in the profession and other, you know, other districts and other parts of the state and the country. And I think it, it's, it obviously looks different for a lot of people. Um, number one, I think that in a lot of ways, our district, again, not realizing necessarily we were preparing for, for something like we're going through now, but um, in a lot of ways, I, I think we were situated pretty nicely based on um, j just the, uh, you know, the leaning into the technological advancements that education has gone through. I think our district um, has done a great job. Our teachers, our, 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 
coaches, our teaching coaches, obviously administration. Um, so I think there was a foundation um, that was already there um, that as a teacher, I think we can, we can rely on whether it's the different platforms that we've grown accustomed to using with our students in the classroom. Um, so, you know, I, I felt like that transition has been, at least for me, um, not easy, but certainly manageable. Um, I think the biggest struggle is even as we move into, uh, you know, a more technological world when it comes to being an educator, it's still about the relationships with your students. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think seeing them every day and um, connecting with them um, and being there for them when they need you to be, uh, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, obviously, uh, in the situation we're in now. Um, so, you know, I think the struggle of, yeah, you can get content out and you can get assignments out and, and all that, but trying to find ways of providing students multiple opportunities for connection um, is really what I've, you know, I've tried to focus on as much as the, you know, as the content in my English class. Absolutely. And I, I think that it, it's, it's interesting because sometimes I think folks don't realize particularly at our secondary level, those relationships are just as important as they are in kindergarten as a senior. You need the, the, the personal connection with our, and our, and our staff works so hard to do that. And it is more challenging in a remote learning environment. We know this is the right thing to do. Um, we appreciate the state taking actions that, you know, are trying to help save lives. But we also would would roundly, you know, resoundingly say that the it this will never replace what happens takes place in that physical space, and not because of a fancy classroom, but it's because of our incredible educators and those relationships. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's you know, people talk about well, maybe this is going to usher in a a new way of educating. And I think that in some ways it might, but the idea that, you know, first of all, as an educator is all of us got into the profession because we want to have um, meaningful, you know, interactions and a meaningful impact on, on young people uh, and have a, you know, a small part of their, of their story as they move forward. Um, and I think that even as, you know, older students, you know, teaching seniors, you know, it can, you know, I think sometimes there's a misconception that, you know, they're just trying to finish up or get through. And, and certainly there's some fatigue there for them. There's no doubt when it comes to getting through their education. But, um, you know, I think that they, they value those interactions and, you know, the teachers that care about them and demonstrate that outwardly are the ones that, I mean, at least for me, those are the teachers I remember, you know, you know, 25, 30 years later, it's not uh, what I learned necessarily in their class. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's in this time, it's finding ways of still providing students an opportunity to uh, to talk with you, to see you, you know, and to interact is something that's really important, I think. So you you mentioned the, some of the people who may have made a difference in your life and who may have encouraged you to become an educator who, you know, do you have some memorable um, teachers or people who were in your life that encouraged you to think about this profession? Uh, for sure. I mean, um, well, first of all, my mother, uh, my mom was an English teacher, a high school English teacher uh, and drama instructor. Uh, so I kind of grew up 
you know, watching her and seeing the work that she did and the care she had for her students. Um, and, you know, teachers I had along the way, coaches I had along the way, uh, my high school baseball coach, uh, Frank Mayer, uh, who's a retired educator now living down in Naples, Florida, living the dream. But he, um, uh, he was very influential in my life. I mean, he actually was a groomsman in, in our wedding. So, um, you know, he was a coach that, you know, pushed us and, and, you know, success was really important, but never, you know, never lost that, that care for his players. And one of my high school English teachers, um, Elizabeth Colino, she, uh, uh, was my journalism instructor as well. Uh, you know, just the same, you know, strong, tough, high expectations, but you always knew that, uh, first and foremost, she cared about you and, um, allowed you to be yourself, you know, didn't expect every kid to be the same or act the same. And um, I definitely appreciated that sitting in her English class every day. I love that you had these important people who saw you for, for who you were and who you could be. And that it also says something about you of the kind of way that you've maintained those relationships all the way through. I'm wondering, do, do you sometimes, do we get to see Kurt Bly in, in some drama productions? We'd love that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Moving forward. I, I was um, in high school. I was involved in our drama department, musical department, um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I remember many, many springs leaving a baseball game and driving right to, uh, right to um, our musical rehearsal. So we, I love that. I know I've seen you uh, as a dancer <laughs> with your beautiful wife on our when the the um, after prom committee works with Mason Dance Center and their big uh, fundraiser that's the Nutcracker, and you were one of those. Um, party guests mm -hmm. so maybe we'll have more opportunities for that in the future we'll, we'll see you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how how has your life been different than what you'd imagined uh in this time or just in general in general in this time however you want to take it. um i don't know i i i don't know if it's any different you know i'm certainly uh you know not living uh, a life that I regret or wish was was different. I think that you know, I'm very blessed in my professional life, my personal life. Um, you know, I'm doing what I want to do. Uh, so I, you know, I don't I don't think there's anything that I would say I wish would have turned out differently. I mean, I had other interests and other pursuits um, that I could have chosen to do, but you know, I've often said that um, you know I'm, I'm I'm living the life that I that I chose. So there's really nothing that I would say, well, I could have, I thought it would be this and it's that. Um, it really is exactly what I hoped it would be. Oh, what would you, what are some of the things that you're most proud of in your, both you could do personal and professionally? Um, well, I, I mean, obviously proud of uh, the relationships I'm able to have with our, our students and my former students or, or you've grown to be. Um, for example, I, you know, I've, I have about six of our um, assistant coaches in the program or, or former Mason students um, that I either taught or coached or both. Um, so I'm proud that those relationships have continued to evolve, kind of like, you know, I mentioned my high school coach. Um, so that's, you know, pr I'm proud of the, the successes that our, 
our our players have had on the field. I'm I'm proud of the successes our our students have had once they've left. Um, and then obviously just living in Mason. Uh, you know, obviously 22 years with Melissa is is something that I'm proud of, and our three kids. I mean, it's you know it's a time right now where you know I. I was actually talking to Melissa about this the other day. It's, you know, maybe in 10 years, we'll look back on this and, and be grateful for the extra time we had with our kids in our home that you don't, you know, everyone's busy and everyone's doing every, you know, everything they can to, you know, pursue their dreams and, you know, a busy family with three kids. And, you know, there, there are nights where everyone's going in different directions. And, you know, obviously you, you, know, you don't want this situation to be going on. You certainly don't want people to be in harm's way. Uh, physically, but, you know, in 10, 15 years, you know, we may look back and say that was a real good time, you know, with our family. It was a special time to where we were together for, for all those weeks or however long this ends up being. I, I love that. And I think there's probably other families who are starting to evaluate as well and thinking about, you know, not, there are probably some lessons in all of this that we're all starting to learn about ourselves and the lives that we've created and the busyness of course as a baseball coach your springs are usually really busy and so there is a blessing of being able to um have a different kind of time with your kids in this this time when they are still at home you know that's a big piece for a lot of families is adapting to this remote work, you know, working from home and also for our kids, learning from home. How, how are your, you know, particularly you both, you know, you and Melissa are both working from home. You have three kids who are also working, you know, doing remote learning from home. What's that been like as a family? Are you, um, have you guys come up with sort of certain schedules or are you letting, letting some of that go to the wayside? What, what's been some of the secrets for the blog? Um, well, you know, first of all, I, I guess the whole situation, you know, we, this is one of the things we shared with our, our varsity team in our last um, Google meet that we had with them. And then I, we met with our seniors and their families and we kind of had some time to talk, but you know, the idea that, you know, there are things that happen in our life that, are true perspective creating events. And, and it's one thing to say, you know, live every day like it's your last or play every game like it could be your last. You know, those are things that people say all the time to try to in, in, increase productivity or enjoyment. Um, but then you have things that actually create perspective. And whether it's for our, our students or our educators, our parents, our athletes, um, you know, my great my greatest hope for our seniors as they move on is that when they face things in the future that are tough or they're not sure how to navigate, that this is, you know, something that can be perspective creating, you know, and they can rest on it and, and rely on the experience that they went through. Um, so when it comes to our family, it's a lot of those kind of talks. Um, when it comes to the schedule, I mean, it's we've all kind of created our zones you know melissa has her uh meetings and stuff that she's doing she does on, on the top floor i go to the basement um when i'm meeting with students and and doing my work and and our kids kind of work in the middle level of the house so we've kind of created spaces and um as far as our you know our 
you know, we check in with our with our kids, but you know, I try to allow them to handle their schedule, and you know, as long as they're doing what they what they need to be doing, and um, you know, I think that as parents, you know, it's all different based on age and in what what your students are working on, but trying to allow them some space, and it is different. So, you know, it isn't a classroom setting. It isn't, uh, you know, the scheduling is going to look different, and I think when it comes to a from a stressful perspective, I would just encourage our parents to um, allow their kids to kind of help establish when they're doing things, give them the, the freedom to take a break when they need to, um, and not stress out too much about completion of stuff. And that I'm not trying to say don't do your work, but, you know, if something isn't done tonight, it can be done tomorrow. And I think that that, that would be the, the mentality that I think our students should have and our, and our parents should have as they try to help them. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I think, um, you know, like it is, it is as everyone's navigating in the first couple of weeks were one thing now we're, you know, headed into, you know, week six, I think of, of remote learning and knowing that we've got about five weeks left of this, uh, for this school year. And so having, um, the grace to give ourselves that what you're doing is just mm-hmm. fine. And we're all in this. And I know as teachers, um, you know, our teachers want to hear from kids and families that might be struggling. We understand it, you know, and it, it's, Sometimes the Wi-Fi is right. going to be tough with five kids are all pulling on at the same time. Some of those things, we're just all having to learn some real adaptability and flexibility. And your point about this being an opportunity for us to draw perspective giving in the future, what an amazing lesson um, for us. And, and if we're lucky enough to be in a place where we are safe and fed and healthy, um, we, we can certainly see some things that we can do along the way that can give us perspective. For sure. So I know over the years, your baseball teams have enjoyed an enormous amount of stress or success. And uh, you have players now um, playing in the majors and in the minor leagues. Of course, for some of those players, they're also facing, um, you know, outcomes that are not what they would have wanted due to the season being, um, you know, being uh, not happening this this mm-hmm. season. What are have you reached out to any of them? Are you talking with any of those folks? Yeah, I've had an opportunity to connect with with several of them. Um, you know, I think that you know they're in a situation that it's we're all in the same situation when it comes to what our lives have been and professionally, personally, and, and how this has obviously created um, distraction or interruption, um, frustration, anxiety. Uh, you know, I think that that those are common responses that everybody has. And, and our guys are, are no different. We got a lot of guys playing in college and their season was, you know, was canceled um, early on and them dealing with, you know, the anxiety of, you know, the NCAA is making some, obviously uh, changes to eligibility rules and how that affects, you know, it's easy to get anxious about those things. Um, But the guys I've talked to, you know, I think they, they're all obviously very strong minded and talented young men and um, you know, they're, they're professionals. So, you know, I was actually just uh, texting with um, Nick Northcutt, 2018 graduate. And 
the other day and he's like, I'm just trying to um, find ways to grow, find ways of, you know, getting better, you know, and that, that's a message we've had for our players. And, you know, this is an op every, every day, every, every situation you're in, there's no such thing as a, a stagnant time as far as your growth. If you have growth mentality, you can grow in every environment. It's just sometimes you have to come up with different ways to do that. And I think that our, our professional players, um, you know, they're, they're, they're finding their own way of doing that. And it's, uh, I don't know why I read it or heard it a few weeks ago, but you know, everybody's their own CEO right now when it comes to development, you know, as far as athletes and, you know, what are you doing as an individual within the confines and the restrictions that are on us right now um, to adjust and adapt to the environment? And, you know, our, our professional guys, uh, they're, they're just like everybody else. Um, they will, they'll gain ground. They'll separate themselves based on uh, their adjustability in the environment they're in. Right. There are a lot of people and this, I think goes down to even our high school athletes. You know, we've been trying to, first of all, encourage them that whatever they're comfortable with, whatever their parents are comfortable with, as far as leaving the house and you, you know, you got to respect that. We can't be putting other people in harm's way. Uh, but this is not an excuse. It's an opportunity. So you got to find ways of, of adjusting to the situation in our, you know, our professional guys are, are professionals for a reason. So uh, I'm confident that, that all of them um, are going to come out of this, you know, better than going into it because that's just the type of guys they are. Oh, that's so great to hear. Well, we, we're super proud of all of those Comets who are playing at the collegiate level, who are, uh, you know, who got their shot in the minor leagues. And of course, um, T TJ's at the right. majors, right? TJ. Like, and Joy. so, um, you know, just proud of all of them and, and continuing to follow all the things that our Comets do once they, they leave Mason. Kurt, what brings you joy? Oh, well, uh, my family, uh, you know, again, spending time together in this environment, uh, it can be stressful sometimes because we're not, you know, used to engaging <laughs> as much as we are, but, you know, it, it's, it's been fun. You know, our youngest Gavin is kind of the, um, you know, like if you go on a cruise, there's the, the event coordinator, he's kind of the event coordinator, um, you know, as far as games and doing things and picking a movie or, um, he loves cooking, so he's constantly making breakfast and making everyone sit down and <laughs> spend time together. So it's been, I mean, that's been a lot of fun. Um, just generally, you know, uh, the, the job I get to do every, every day, uh, what, with my, not just with my team, but with my students, um, it's different every day. Uh, and, it, you know, those relationships, the, those interactions that, that I get to have because of the, the job and the place I live um, is is a source of joy every day. And it's easy to sometimes get caught up, I think, in the, re the expectations or the requirements of it, as opposed to the the joy of, of living the life that we live here in Mason, you know, as an educator, as a coach. So um, it's hard when, when that gets taken away in the form that it has, um, certainly with my team, our players, um, you know, I miss them. Uh, I know they miss being together. Um, but if anything that, you know, that old adage absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, it's certainly true. 
you know, for us and, you know, as coaches and I think as, as, as teachers, we're all going through that. So we always end our podcast with a comparison question. And for you as a family, kind of uh, locked in at home together, the question for you is, do you pick baking or puzzle making? Oh, well, um, you can't eat a puzzle. So I would say, <laughs> I would say baking because I enjoy the outcome. Excellent. But we appreciate all that you do, Kurt, to help shape positive outcomes by what you do to help us form uh, perspectives and your just how you lead in a spirit of comic culture. Um, we are grateful for that and just good health and just want all the best for you and your family and, and all of your players and students uh, moving forward. I appreciate Tracy. Thanks for uh, uh, spending some time with me. We've reached the end of one of our stories. It's goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Mason City Schools Your Story Matters podcast, where we believe every unique story deserves an audience. If you know of someone who has a great story to tell, email Carson T at MasonOhioSchools.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more of our community stories.